0: Our Bible reading is from John chapter 1, beginning to read at verse 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. I want to continue in our sermon series and speak today on Jesus being the Living Word. In other words, Jesus being the Living Word of all that God has spoken to us and how every word of truth and revelation that has proceeded from the mouth of God in accordance with the Father's will and in the Holy Spirit's power is fulfilled and completed in Jesus, the Living Word. And if you followed the syntax of that last sentence you would have noticed that what I've basically done is to paint a circle with words that starts and ends with Jesus and everything in between is all about him too. See this is the truth Jesus is the living word and every word that proceeds from God has life in him. As John writes in this opening chapter of his gospel in him The Word was life, and the life was the light of men, verse 4. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, verse 14. See, Jesus is the living Word. He always has been, he is, and he always will be. And again, as John writes here, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. Here we have like another boom moment, the talk done. Jesus is the living word. And the only right response for us is a yes and amen to all of that. But I suppose there is a question out there that would be good for us to consider. How can a person be a word? And how can a word be living? I I love language. I'm a bit of a wordsmith. I, I still enjoy learning new words. I'm amazed that in our English language we have over 171,000 words in current use to play with in our everyday communication, of which actually most of us probably only actively use between 10 and 20,000 of those words. But every one of these words has meaning. Take the word love, the four letters, L-O-V-E, what is love? You know, as we know, this little word means something different depending on the person, the situation, or even object that we're addressing. And yes, of course, there are overlaps of meaning in terms of affection and interest and pleasure. But there are also significant distinctions and layers when we speak of love for our spouses and partners, our our children, our our family, our our close friends and church family and so on. Our words have meaning. But they also have power. And very quickly, we, we grow up to discover That words of encouragement have the power to bring a, a smile. Words of criticism have the power to draw a tear. Words of love have the power to mend a broken heart. Words of hope have the power to restore life. With our words we can heal and care and captivate imaginations and inspire a generation. And with our words we can humiliate, harm shatter dreams and destroy a generation in short our words affect life and living and what it means to be alive and this is the same in every language but here's the reality check whilst our words can have full meaning they can only ever have limited power in the sense of that which is limited and does not last. But this is not the case with God and his word. God is omnipotent, he's all-powerful, and so is his word, Hebrews 4.12. God is eternal, and his word endures forever, 1 Peter 1.25. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they have the highest authority, and so does every word that proceeds from his mouth, Isaiah fifty-five eleven. When God creates, creativity explodes into being by a word being uttered. Let there be light and there was light, Genesis 1, 3. When God refines us with his fire, it's his word releasing his purifying power and presence that forgives and heals us and transforms our heart, Psalm 12 and Psalm 119. When God speaks over us with words of love, his very character is wrapped up into those still small whispers of love. And his very word wraps us up into the nature of his love and his grace for us, John 15. And you see, as John the disciples knew for himself, Jesus, the word, who became flesh and dwelt among us, came not only to reveal this truth to the world and to us, but to be the living revelation of this for us to see, for us to know, for us to receive and behold his glory, namely that Jesus is the living word. And it's interesting that the word John uses in this opening chapter to express this truth and this revelation is the Greek word logos. You know, some words we use, again in any language, they have one meaning, like table or pencil and so on. Other words have many layers of meaning, and this word logos is certainly one of the more complex words to understand translated to mean word, speech, reason, principle and thought. In ancient Greek philosophy, for example, Logos came to refer to an impersonal force, uh, a lifeless, abstract, philosophical concept that was a necessary assumption in order for us to understand the cause of order and the purpose in the universe. And then there were Hellenized Jewish philosophers like Philo, living at the time of Jesus in Alexandria, who used this word logos to refer to a mediator between God and the cosmos, being both an agent of creation and an agent through which the human mind can know God. So many layers to this word. And yet, as John writes his account, as John announces the good news of Jesus Christ to the world, undoubtedly mindful of these different layers of meaning, but fully inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this word referring to Jesus. He reveals the ultimate layer of truth that not only speaks of the person of Jesus as the living word, the Logos, but also reveals the relationship that we can have with Jesus, the living word, the Logos. Namely, that Jesus is eternal. In the beginning was the word and we have eternal life in him. Jesus is God. The word was God and he is our savior, our redeemer. Jesus is creator. All things were made through him and we're part of that creation. Jesus is the author and giver of life. In him was life and we have life from him. And Jesus became like us. And lived among us the word became flesh and dwelt among us so that all who believe in him including ourselves all who receive him he gave the right to become children of God who are born not of blood nor of the will of flesh nor the will of man but born of God and so in answer to that question how can a person be a word and how can a word be living quite simply because the person is Jesus. His word is life. And his life brings life to all who draw near and believe in him. Recently, I had a phone call with someone. I was just catching up on life and how things were going for them. And it was just one of those conversations. It was a wonderful conversation and encouragement just to hear them speak so positively. You see, my last conversation with them was back in November when they were sharing just how things had got, how low things had got for them, how they had such little self-worth and they just thought about giving everything up. And back then I was able to speak some truth into their lives to affirm them to build them up, even to sow a seed of blessing just to get them going again. And to hear the difference that this call uh, was just amazing, so special. And they were saying how thankful they were for, for my encouragement back then and for the gift and the difference it made to their lives. And you see, if this happens, when our words through a phone call have limited power. Imagine what happens when Jesus, who is the living word, who has no limit or boundary to his power, imagine what happens when he speaks to us, when he encourages us, and not just encourages us with truth, but he knocks at the door of our lives and he waits for us to invite him into our hearts and our lives as the truth. You see in John 8:31 Jesus says to us if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you let me hear it free the truth shall make you free you see here we have in this passage three words that stand out abide truth and free You know everything about our culture and society especially at the moment is desperate to have a place to abide in called home. Desperate to know that which is true and desperate to have freedom. And far above anyone or anything Jesus the living word gives us all of these three things in abundance. See he offers to us an invitation to abide in him to make our home in him, to rest in him, to allow him to dwell in our hearts by faith. The one through whom everything came into being, everything. He has made it possible for us to know his presence every moment. He's made it possible for us to hear his word and to read his word, to feed every thought and action on his word, to live his life, filling every breath of us when we say yes to him and when we place our faith in him completely. You see, this truth becomes our reality and we get to know the living word. But we have to abide in him to know the truth. And using Pilate's infamous rhetorical question, what is truth? The truth is Jesus. And the truth is found in him. You know, it doesn't take a a preacher or a priest like me to to tell us that the world, the flesh and the devil are doing a pretty good job at telling us lies, making accusations, sowing judgments, watering down the truth, and even denying the truth of who God is, who we are to him, as well as who we are to each other. But truth, when it is truth, not only reveals that which is true. Namely, God's lavish love towards us and why Jesus came into the world. His amazing grace poured out upon us and why his mercy is new every morning. His glorious peace breathed upon us and why his joy is our strength. His unchanging, steadfast word spoken to us. And why his word is living and powerful and sharper than a double-edged sword. You see, truth, when it is truth, reveals that which is true. But it also reveals that which is absolute. That which is unchanging. That which is constant, regardless of time and history. And such truth is found in Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today and forever. Such truth is found in him, who as John writes in his gospel, he is the bread of life, sustaining us. He is the light of the world, guiding us. He is the door of the sheep, protecting us. He is the good shepherd, watching over us. He is the res- uh, resurrection and the life, rescuing us. He is the way, the truth and the life, giving us life for eternity. He is the true vine, enabling his life to flow in and through us as we bear fruit for him. This is Jesus, our living word. And when we give our hearts to him, and he comes and lives in us, we can really know the truth of his word in us. And it's this truth that sets us free. It's this truth that breaks the the grip of the lies and fears and Doubts that take our minds captive and our hearts captive. It's this truth, the truth, Jesus, who we can know every day living in us. And I think um, one of the great moments of the Gospels is when Peter, James and John go up a high mountain with Jesus. And there he's transfigured before them the glory of God descends upon them and they see Elijah and Moses talking with Jesus who is radiant he is white his his face is shining like the sun and then this bright cloud kind of descends and overshadows them and a voice from heaven says this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased hear him hear him You see, what a transforming experience of Jesus, the living word, for those three disciples. And yet, as we see, maybe months later or more, from that mountaintop experience of seeing Jesus in all glory, Peter and the others so easily fall into that valley pit reality of doubt, even denying who Jesus was when Jesus was arrested and tried. And what does that tell us? Well, it kind of tells us two things. Number one, there are so many things around all of us to knock us off course. It doesn't doesn't matter who we are or what we've done. If it happened to the disciples back then, it's certainly going to happen to us. But the second thing is, there is only one way in standing firm and that is the way of truth choosing to stand on the truth no matter who we are or what we've done and the truth is jesus the living word see peter knew this and after the resurrection his life was transformed he lived by this truth fully he could testify this grace completely when he writes later in his first letter, the word of God which abides and lives forever is the chief cornerstone. He's speaking of Jesus, the living word. And you see, we need to know this too. Jesus is the living word. And every word that proceeds from God has life in him. And my encouragement, my prayer for each one of us, For each one of you listening to this message, whether you feel that you fully understand this or not, whether you feel that you know Jesus or not. The opportunity is there for each one of us to allow Jesus to be more present in us than we've ever done before. To allow Jesus to live in our lives more than we've ever allowed him to before. To allow his word to abide in our hearts more than we've ever chosen to do this before. Because, you know, as we do this, his life in us overflows into every area of our lives. It's been like saturated with his word and his presence that just overflows out of us in our lives. And the beauty of that is that others get to see this as well. Others get to hear this unchanging truth as well. Jesus is the living word. And as I draw this to a close, I just want to pray for each one of us that we know this truth in our hearts, that we live by this truth in our lives, that we share this truth with those around us. I just have a sense that um, just the Holy Spirit is prompting some of you who are listening, uh, especially those who. Who at this point in your lives either have wandered away from Jesus or you feel that you don't really know him as Lord and Saviour. I, I want to pray for you right now. I, I want to lead us in a prayer and ask you to echo these words for yourself. Invite Jesus, the living word, into your heart and life. And I just want to remind us again We don't need the qualifications or the understanding for this. We just need the simplicity of just knowing God's love for us. His forgiveness at the cross. And receiving that life that he won for us on the cross. When he died for us and died for our sins. And opened the way to heaven so that we can have life in him. And to receive him into our lives as the living word. So that we can live with him and know his word abiding in us. I just want to pray for us, and if you would echo these words. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the living word. I thank you that you came into the world full of grace and truth, to reveal the way to the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit, For us to know life with you for eternity. Please forgive me for doubting and even denying who you are. And just take a moment as the Holy Spirit is there resting upon you to lay before Jesus that gift of forgiveness that he's given to you. Just offer your sins to him. Lay it at the foot of the cross. Just tell him how sorry you are. And then in response, Jesus, please forgive me. I choose today to put my faith in you completely. Come and live in my heart and in my life. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me with your presence that I may know you, Jesus, as the living word and live for you in my life. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, please tell a friend, get in touch with us. We would love to encourage you as you begin that journey of faith. And let me pray for each one of us. Jesus, we thank you that you are full of grace and truth. We thank you that we can live in the freedom of your grace and we can live in the knowledge of the truth of who you are. Today, Jesus, we choose you, the way, the truth and the life. Today, Jesus, we surrender before you, our living word. Today, Jesus, we choose to give all of our hearts to you. Help us not only to live by your word, but to share you with those around us. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.